What's going on? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath, and I am fighting a little bit of sickness, but you know what? Champions play hurt, and I am fired up to share this conversation with you. I got my man, PK32 Sports Cards, on the damn program today, and we are talking about the finest gold extractor. It is a parallel that has captured the hearts and minds of the hobby. It is a beautiful card. We talk about the years, we talk about the different print runs, and we talk about why these cards kick so much ass. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons, but most importantly, tell a damn friend you're enjoying the Stacking Size podcast. It's the holidays. We need to tell more people. Go to the mountains, open up your door, and yell, listen to Stacking Slabs. Because we like to collect sports cards. If you know what I'm talking about, let's kick into the conversation. All right, this is going to be a fun conversation, and I can't believe it. I'm breaking my own rule. I'm inviting a Jacksonville Jaguars fan <laughs> to the podcast. Uh, but this is seriously, this is going to be a good conversation. I got my man PK in the house. PK is, I've I've just enjoyed watching him collect cards. Just the passion he has for his team. Uh, PK32 sports cards on Instagram. And the parallel we're going to be talking about today are the finest gold X fractor. PK, welcome, brother. How are you? Cheers. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Brett. I, I've, you know what? When I first, first saw your pod, I was like, if I ever chat with this guy, I got to ask him, what was that fake punt? But <laughs> we chatted about <laughs> that in the past. And <laughs> that's what I've always wanted to ask a Colts fan. <laughs> I, I get man. And you yeah. guys don't even know, like, what the f- was that? I don't have an answer to you. I thought you were going to hit me with the zinger of like, hey, dude, do you remember that game in 2005 when uh, MJD and Fred Taylor ran 350 plus yards on you? I thought you were going to throw that one at me because that one, that was painful. Although we did win the Super Bowl that year somehow, uh, that game in particularly is burned into my brain. You know, it's funny, um, Charm City Tim, huge Ravens fan. Every time I chat with him about a Jimmy Smith card, he's like, dude, Jimmy, three touchdowns, 295 yards. We had that all-world secondary. We couldn't cover the dude. Like, (laughs) no one knows about your Jaguars. I know we're not talking about it, but I saw you post a pretty uh, sick uh, Jimmy Smith this week. Maybe talk a little bit about that card. Is that a new pickup for you? I I think it was... It was stunning when it hit my feet. So maybe share what that card is. I, I actually tagged Jimmy in it. I, I follow him. But <laughs> I don't think he ever sees it because my account's private. So I don't think it lets me share. Um, that was his 24K. Um, I know you did that episode with Paul. Paul, this for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Friends so, there. So PK's got the, he's setting a uh, Wordle Combat, setting trends. PK has the 2005 Gold X Fractor MJD out of 10. Wrapped around his neck. Oh, Fred Taylor, <laughs> not MJD. Oh, Fred Taylor, excuse me. They're, they're one and the same to me. <laughs> MJD was 06. But yeah, this is this is the Fred Taylor 2005 finest. So so uh, you, st- you start off with that card. Maybe it, like, I think it'd be fun before we get into the cards to talk about your Jaguar fandom because it's unique. I know you're a New England guy, but you've migrated down south and now you're just like such a passionate Jags fans so maybe just share a little perspective there how you adopted this team and kind of what that ride's been because you don't meet too many Jags fans out there 
it's really difficult. I just turned 48 last week. So I've been here about 24 years and I grew up in Boston and I've spent about the same amount of time in both cities. Uh, I came down here to Jacksonville to go to college. I graduated Jacksonville University in 2000. So in 2000, that was the height of the Jags. I mean, they had started in 95. So they made the AFC championship game twice in those first five years. They were a great team. Uh, they drafted Taylor in 98. They went 14 and two. So from the get-go, they were awesome. And the Patriots at that time were just getting good as well. And when I was down here in Florida, they'd win all the titles and have all the parades. And, you know, growing up, they sucked. They'd be two and 14, one and 15. But living in this city, I think the hardest thing was, you know, my daughters have grown up here. And every year it becomes a little harder to kind of have that. I mean, the Patriots will always be in my blood. It's a little different, though, being a Red Sox, Celtics, Bruins fan. There, there isn't anything else in this town except the Jaguars. So you support the team. Uh, they made the AFC Championship game five years ago, and that was just excruciating. I wore Jaguar stuff all week. You know, I was it was hype all over the city, but come game time, I had the Gronk jersey on. And that was about where it got to about 50-50. And every year, it's a little bit harder. And about maybe two, three years ago, I kind of realized I'm more of a Jag fan. And this <laughs> is when they had Urban Meyer. I mean, they sucked. But it's just, I live here. This is where I'm going to be. Um, I could almost not even tell you 20 Patriots right now. They're, they're so, they're dismal. I mean, Belichick can never draft. It, it's just, uh, I think he's just hanging on to to defeat Shula on the overall wins. But um, growing up here, in, I mean, living here in Jacks, it's hardcore. It's tough to buy cards of the newer Jacks because in the past, the ownership, you know, if you look at the Jags from the 2010s, those are some really dark years, the Bortles years, the, Chad Henney, Wayne Gabbert. I mean, you name it. We were just abysmal. So I really stick to the old school Jags. A lot of the guys I collect are Jimmy Smith, Brunel, Fred Taylor, Vaselli, guys like that when they were good. And, you know, I try to stick to the playing years. So most of those those years are about 95 to 2009. When you, like, take a step back and think about the Jags, think about your collecting, we talk a lot about collecting pyramids and I just scroll through your page and see a lot of Jags, obviously, and a lot of those old school players who's at the top of your, your Jags collection, like above all else, who is your number one? Oh, Freddie T for sure. Look right above me. If you, if you're on <laughs> video, I got, that's a street banner that hang hung at the stadium. All three of those up there. Yeah. Freddie T for sure. Very underrated guy. People that had him on their fantasy team know, opponents know. I, I love watching clips of like Ray Lewis, Alamalu talk about the guy. He was just big. He was shifty. He was he was fast. He just played here. I think that was the problem. You know, we're the 29th largest market. And the only three markets that are smaller, Green Bay, Buffalo, and uh, New Orleans. All, all three of those teams have been in Super Bowls. You know, they had Hall of Fame players. And our first Hall of Famer last year was Baselli. I mean, he was an offensive tackle who played maybe six years in the league. He was just that dominant that he finally got in. And it didn't hit me, actually. I know we're talking about finest gold X-Fractors, but I have a Baselli Star Rubies that was one of my boomerang cards. And it really didn't hit me at the time. He doesn't have a PMG. He played in this era. No PMGs, no credentials, no medallions, no legacy, nothing. He had <laughs> one Star Rubies, a serial number at all. So, that was why I really needed to get that card back. And 
you're like, how does a Hall of Famer just have one of those crazy cards? And he played 1995 to 2001. That was in his entire career. But Freddie T for sure is at the top. Yeah, Fred Taylor uh, killed, but he was a Colts killer. I feel like every time he we played him, and he's one of those players like in this era, especially like this finest era that we're going to be talking about. He's like one of those players that you would put in like might not like ever make the Hall of Fame, but he's certainly like in the Hall of very very good. Like he is in that like elite group of the Hall of very good. So I feel like when we say the name Fred Taylor, he's kind of like baked into the hearts and minds of people kind of around our age because of his impact, kind of a lunch pail guy. And they don't really make him like Fred Taylor anymore. Absolutely. And, you know, this era we're going to talk about, I mean, it was the era of the workhorse running back, you know, and now you look at some of the running backs now, I mean, Derek Henry might be the only guy that, that gets in until they kind of change how running backs are looked at. I mean, they're just totally. a committee nowadays and their receivers, you know, guys like Kamara, it, it's just a different game. It is. I want to maybe like start from the top and like, this is like the reason why I wanted to talk about this parallel. Cause it just seems like in collecting circles that I think you hang around that I hang around. It seems like this, this parallel out of finest has become such a chase card for player collectors. And before we like get into it, I want to talk about just like maybe finest as a brand. If you, if I pull a bunch of collectors and ask them, what do you think? Chrome, Finest, what do you like better? It just seems like the sentiment is going to be, I like Finest. Yeah. Why do you think so many collectors around kind of the collecting the stuff we collect around similar age enjoy Finest so much? Well, I mean, you've got to stand out. And Finest, one thing they had was it was just the athlete and then superimposed on some kind of background. You know, it wasn't an, an action shot with a you know, a field or stands behind them. It, it kind of was whatever they designed. I mean, much like how the PMGs became popular with the Marvel stuff in the background. And it was just, that kind of stood out. I mean, when they first came out in 93 with the refractors and it was just finest, I mean, it, the name stuck, you know what I mean? But once they did that imposing, it, it just kind of really, I don't know. It's it just the designs were, it was very unique. Do you have a do you have a favorite finest year outside of like gold X fractors, but just like you put all the finest together? This is the year you're picking. And, and you know, I, I think if you pulled like 50 of us, we'd have 50 different tiers. A lot of us would say 05, 06, 02. I prefer 03 wow. for a different reason. No, I, I will still yeah, getting back to gold X fractors. Don't get me wrong. 05, 06, 02, the blend of the hot box and the gold into a gold X fractor. I'll, I'll talk about in a little bit, but I would say 03 only because I was a math teacher. I love the hexagons, it, very sleek designs, um, thin writing. I know they were tinkering with some of the memorabilia in the cards in 02 and 03 and whatnot, but the 03 design is it, really cool. I, I really liked it. it, no matter if it was. You know, football like us, even if you had Pedro, Pujols, you know, any any sport, Kobe, Paul Pierce, they're just amazing to look at. They are. They're great cards. And I think do it justice because I feel like we're going to be talking about this from the lens of football. But, you know, finest in this era in gold X fractors existed in baseball. They existed in basketball, too. And I don't know if you you've done this at all, but have you looked at like the serial numbering in the years adjacent to the football that you collect in baseball and basketball? Have you looked at that at all? It's, 
It's weird, you know, and we're talking finest. What really gets me is like tops chrome. It, yeah. it just and from sport to sport, but like for instance, tops chrome football, you look at like 2006, the Reds were like, I don't know, one 139, and then no, 259, and the next year they're 139, and the next year they're 25. There's just no rhyme or reason whatsoever. And finest, you know, scarcity is cool and all. It, it's just what I liked about 2003 finest when I was first in the Brady circle, his 2003 tops Chrome was 599. His 2003 Bowman Chrome was 500 for the refractors. His 2003 finest was 199. It was three times as rare for just a base refractor. And, you know, that kind of stuck with me. I was like, finest might be a little more rare here. And they had the gold 175. And, oh and I, I remember selling mine and the guy I sold it to gemmed it. And I was like, all right, I'm never selling a car again. <laughs> and then to Captain, I sold him my Brady uh, 2003, the Topps Chrome Gold X Fractor. And same era, that thing gemmed for him. Like, I'm never. <laughs> and I wasn't into grading. I was one of those guys. I was always afraid to send my stuff in the mail and whatnot. So I would, you know, sell raw cards and just I would pay a premium for slabs. And it just I started doing that and everyone started gemming. I'm like, damn it, I got to hang on to these things, man. Yeah, I, I think like. What's interesting to me about, I know football the best, but like in digging into the other sports, like I was looking at like 2005, 2006 basketball and the gold X-Fractors in those sets, it's like out of 29 and out of 39 and in football, it's completely different. And in baseball, it's completely different. So like, there's just no consistency across the board, which is fine, but like, I don't know. That's just something I just wanted to call out for anyone who's like hearing about these cards for the first time is like, you probably are going to have to do your research and homework and look at the rarity and scarcity and the price points of these. Cause it varies pretty much across all sports. Well, and you're right. Like basketball 31 and then baseball 299. And if you only collect one sport, you're looking at it like, Oh, these are 299. But then you see the other sport. You're right. It's an excellent point there and can vary the price point points considerably. So it depends on the year, too. One thing that always just baffled me was the 2004 finest. And the gold X-Fractors, the uncirculated, were the the 150s. But then there's a gold X-Fractor 5, which are super ghosts. And you're like, what the fuck? You know, PSA (laughs) calls them refractor X-Fractor. And you flip it over, it, it, it says, you know... Gold X Fractor on the back. You're like, yeah, this thing's numbered to five. So I, I think that became a chase as well. The, the differences in, in the scarcities of the different years for the same sport. It's just, yeah, it was all over the place. I don't know what you think, but I find 2004 Finest like one of the most bizarre sets. I just can't get it like right in my mind because there's, I feel like there's so much, so many parallels. The serial numbering is unconventional, but like, I want to rewind the tape on that. So just so I can maybe get this straight. So I know just my benchmark is like Phillip Rivers. And I know there's like a Phillip Rivers card, rookie card that is out of five. Um, And so this is like the gold. How is it labeled? So I'll show you right here. I have an Ernest Wilford. He's a rookie that year. So this is number to five. It's a gold X-Fractor die cut. And this one's actually slab by PSA. They put, you know, I don't even think they just put X-Fractor because it's autographed. It took up some of the space. 
But on the non the non autographs, excuse me, they'll say refractor X fractor. But if you flip the card over, it says gold X fractor, and it's <laughs> serial to five. But then when you look at the the uncirculated gold X fractors, they're numbered to one fifty. They call those gold X fractor. So it kind of reminds me a little bit of ninety seven finest, where you're right. There's thirty one different variations. And it's a chase. Yeah, it's kind of fun, but it's kind of intriguing, but it's, it's kind of absurd at the same time. So before we get too far into the the years and the numbering and just the aesthetics and what you like about each of them, I want to maybe like, how would you describe like gold X-Fractors visually? Because like we all knew like gold, we all had gold refractors. And then the X-Fractors came out, I think in 02. And this parallel is like, if they, you know, got in bed together and had a baby, this is what would pop out on the other side. So how do you describe these? Like just to someone visually, like talk about that. I'm a very visual person. I don't know if you want me to, to hold some examples. Do whatever you want to do. I know you got some people that, that don't have video. You know, one of the things I like to do, I go back to, you know, this is not just like hip hop going back to Nas and going back to, you know, some of the, the pioneers. I'm, I'm talking going back to like Sugar Hill Gang here. You know, we got 97. If you look at Bowman's best, I don't know if the light will show this, but if you watch the way these these little pixels dance on the Bowman's best, they kind of resemble the 2001 Bowman Chrome X-Fractors and also the 2002 Finest Hot Boxes. So somebody kind of laid the groundwork, you know, much like the the 98. I know you, you did your podcast with um, Jordan on the, the cracked ice with the 98 Bowman's best and how they look almost ideal to Panini nowadays, but stuff like that kind of blended it for O2. And like you said, if these two cards had a baby, if, <laughs> if you took the, the O2 Hotbox X-Fractor with the way the little squares dance in the light and everybody's fascinated by gold, there, there are no X squares here. And if you just kind of made something dance, but also made it gold, I mean, <laughs> you know, in this hobby, people are fascinated by gold. If you watch like, for example, I mean, I followed a ton of Brady auctions. There'd be a Brady red 25 that would be twice as rare as a Brady gold 50. And the gold would go for three times as much. I mean, people are just fascinated with it. It it blew my mind. But also when you do look at that gold X-Factor, it's just, it dances. I I don't know what it is. It's tough to explain. Like you were just saying, if they had a baby or if you took any of these gold X-Factors, Gold squares, it, it checks every box for every person. It, it's kind of hard to describe, really. It, you know what's funny about it, and just in general, and just the legacy. And you started with the Bowman card talking about this. I, I started collecting Tyrese Halliburton basketball, and I got the so I posted this yesterday, but the select gold courtside. I got that in the mail, and I looked at the card, and it's a gorgeous card, color match with the jersey. When I looked at the card, it was just gold. It, that's what, because it's Panini, it just called gold. But it's the, it literally, it's the exact same pattern of the 06 finest gold. It's the same thing. And it's just like, I don't know, like it made me love the card even more because I love those cards. So it's just fun to see like, that's that's influence to me. When you see a parallel like that move over to another manufacturer and get printed and displayed. And I just think that's what that, that shows a strong legacy of a certain design. 
For sure. I, I had a similar connection with uh, one of my favorite basketball cards is a Larry Bird Select. And it's a gold X-Fractor on-card auto. It's a 2017-18 Select Gold. And it looks, it, you're, you're right, it just looks exactly like these finest X-Fractors. They're just little gold squares. It it checks every box that a collector would look for. You know, and it's, what, 15 years later, and they're still pumping those out as, as Panini. And I, I do prefer those, and it kind of brings you back to the ones you can't find anymore that were, you know, they're numbered to 10 20 years ago, as opposed to numbered to 10 now with eight different variations. They're really numbered to 80 in that mindset. So, you know, back then they were really only 10. So it's it comes back to that issue of, you know, there were 10 of them out there from 2006, 2005. But nowadays they'll number something to 10, but there's just so many of them. So I think the opportunities for collectors to find those, it, it's greater, but it, it kind of diminishes the appeal is to, you know, when one of us see a, a 2005 gold extractor, it's like, whoa, you know, people will just, I mean, they click in without even looking at the price. So some, if it's one of your guys, it's like, whoa, look what I found. <laughs> we've all, we've all been there. Um, it's fun that you set the stage by who's, who are the two O2? You had the X-Fractor in the gold. Who was that on the so card? I have a Fred Taylor hot box, O2 oh. finest. And I have a Fred Taylor gold 25. So, okay. as and you were just saying right before that, if you kind of, if these two had a baby, you know, this is the 2002 finest. You can see in the, the hot box X-Fractor, the little pixel squares, the, mm-hmm. I guess colored grids or whatever you want to call them, just kind of the squares kind of dance along those X-Factor lines, but there's no gold. So it's colorful. Then if you took the gold, combine the two together, and here I'll take the, the next year, here finest has the gold, and then the gold X-Factor. Now the, the numbering was different, and we'll, we'll get into that with the 50 and the 75, but you can see how each of the squares, it's not just the coloring, the squares are actually gold. And I think collectors, you know, kind of love to see shiny cards. They love to see things dance, but they also love gold. And I think Finest took that and combined it together just like Topps Chrome that year with the 101 Topps Chrome Gold X-Fractors. I wanted to go to O2 first because I feel like it helped set the stage for the Gold X-Fractors that were going to come. And I personally, I've got the Manning Hotbox X-Fractor, and I think that original X-Fractor is like one of the coolest cards of all time. Absolutely. And it's cool to see your Fred Taylor. Cause I'm not sure I've seen that card. Yeah, It's when we talk about something numbered to 10, I mean, I know eight or nine Freddie guys that would die for this card. So when you talk about something 20 years ago, still being numbered to 10, you know, is that a, maybe should they have gone to 20 to 50, something numbered to 10, they, they're probably all still out there. It's not like a PMG or a Ruby from 97 where they're, there's 50 of them, but there may only be 20 of them still in circulation. You know, a lot of these are probably still out there, you know, each and every one. But you also know at least 10 people that would want it. So it, it becomes a, a scarcity issue for sure. So 2003, that is that is that what that's out of 175, correct? Yes. The, the gold extractors were 175. They were uncirculated. And the gold refractors were 50 for rookies. I'm sorry, for rookies. I have a Byron Leftwich here. Rookies were autos. They were gold X-Fractors, but they're numbered to 50 as well, just like the regular gold X-Fractor. I, I have a uh, Dallas Clark. And I, oh, that, that guy was, was a beast, man. Yes, yes. So I think what's interesting about 03 is 
the gold X fractor is there. It's more, there are more printed than the gold substantially. But I think if you put those two cards together, the gold X fractor versus the gold, I like, if I'm just walking up to a showcase and picking one, I'm picking the gold uh, X fractor every time, just because it Absolutely. hits a little harder. Absolutely. It, you know, I don't know why there were, you know, three times as many of them, almost four times as many of them. I'm under the same boat. You know, it's just, you look at these two cards it's just like wow it pops i mean gold is cool but a gold x-factor just ties it all together i want to hit this note here where we in the hobby are so caught up with the first year of certain parallels but when collectors talk about gold x-factor they don't talk about 03 out of the gates they typically you'll find them talking about 05 or 06 and do you think the reason for that is just the the volume of cards in circulation where You've got 03, although it's the first year of gold X-Fractor, they're printed to 175. And but then if you turn the table and look at like 05, they're printed to 10. So that's going to be more desirable. Is that the reason why kind of 05, 06 overshadow the first year? Well, we discussed a minute ago how 2004, we'll kind of throw that aside as, as an anomaly. Yeah. Look at, looking at your example there with 2003, I would say yes, because of the fact that, you know, both those 05s and 06s, those are such a chase because they're all, I mean, they're, they're beautiful, but there's only 10, but in those same years, you also had greens and blacks and blues. And, you know, back in 2003, it was just base X, X fractor, then a gold, and then a gold X. So I think they kind of branched out a little bit, but then people wanted the gold. They wanted the ones that, you know, they wanted the tens and it didn't happen in 07. So I think just everybody flocks to those 05s and 06s. They're just so beautiful but they're also so scarce. I, I think you're right. It's just a perfect blend. So if you, 0506, this is like where you, you know, if you, you see one up for auction and you, you're you in the player chats and you know, like the people are, who has one, who doesn't, if one becomes available, you know, there's going to be a sword fight, which drives up the price of these cards. Between the two of them, talk to me about 05, talk to me about 06, what you like about each year and why. So 05 and 06, I prefer 05 over 06. I hear a lot of people say that they like 06 over 05. I think both are popular, not only because they're numbered to 10, but also the time period. If you think about the guys that were still playing in this era, kind of toward the end of their career, but then the guys that took the torch and carried the NFL the next 10 years, it was kind of a good time to be in cards as well. But the 05s, I really like how, and I'll have to look at it to to describe to you, I'll hold one up as I speak, but as you look at the card, you have the player in the center here. So there's a circle around the player, and here's where the math in me comes back in, where I told you I like 03 because of the hexagons. If you watch, you have diagonal lines kind of going out toward the corners, and the player is superimposed in the middle. And then you have this circle. When you have a gold X-Fractor, not only do you have the circle, the diagonal lines, almost a trapezoid up here, in black you know it adds a little red for color and depending on your team that could hit you know the jaguars obviously being teal and, and gold it's a little different with red but it does kind of contrast a bit when you get those x-fractor squares and when you hold up a black x-fractor it really these are sexy as hell but mm -hmm. you don't see anything because it's just nothing dances except the squares it's just too dark but the gold really comes out with the contrast of the black and then, like I said, with the geometry factor, with the lines, the circles, you don't see that in 06. It's more so just like one of the other issues. 
they're connected because they're both the goals at 10 and, and just a year after. But I think 05 really does it for me with those, you know, aesthetics with math. So with those years, I think what I've enjoyed seeing from other collectors is I think we're given Paul Wardle, Wardle Combat, tons of shout outs because it's in my mind. He just posted a bunch of the mosses all, all laid out. I see a lot of uh, collectors try to chase like the rainbows from 05 and 06. And it seems to me like the gold X Fractor for many of those collectors is kind of the focal point or the centerpiece. Have what, how do you approach those sets? Are you, do you have the gold X Fractor in all of the players you want in all those sets? Are you trying to collect the other parallels? Like, how do you approach those years? So at first, what I did was I went for a Fred Taylor rainbow. Yes, who's who's my top guy? 2005 was my fan, my favorite. So I went for the X-Fractor rainbow. There's an X-Fractor rainbow and then a regular refractor rainbow. So the X-Fractor rainbow, the gold was, the, I'm, I'm not including the supers and the one ones, but the gold X was 10, the black X-Fractor. So here, here's the gold 10. No. The black X-Fractor is 25. And then they had the green 50, the blue 150, and then the base X-Fractor was 250. Then when you went to the refractors, I believe that they're 49 or 50. I, I mix up the years with 05 and 06. One year is 50, one year is 49 for the golds. But then they jump a little bit. They're, they're 99, they're 149, 199. It staggers a little bit. But with the X-Fractors, I went for the rainbow first. Now, I got Fred Taylor. I got Jimmy Smith, the golds. and you know, I got the black X-Fractor. You know, they look nice. They're they're only right in the perfect light. Again, I'm in the garage here in the man cave. If you really can't see the black, it's really tough to see except for the squares. It's just black on black. So it has to be in the right light, but they're just beautiful cards. I went with the black because of the 25 scarcity. But then I ended up moving some of the lower notes. started consolidating a little bit. And I was like, you know what? try to stick to tailors that are, you know, certain years, 50 or less or 25 or less. And it all depends on what you collect. And I don't know, I, I find that to be the most difficult part of collecting is just consolidating. And do I want 50 cards? Do I want 300 cards? And you really start looking at your cards and like, do I want to let this one go? If you want a team set, do you want to go with this? So find this with me. It was like, get the Taylor, get the Jimmy Smith. Cause 05 and 06, Jimmy is at the end of his career. You know, Taylor's in all of these, but. Then you start, Brunel's gone. He's already on the Redskins. So with me, it was like, I wanted those two guys for those two years. And I got the gold. But it's just tough trying to, you know, go through each year of finest. And that's a battle I have. I typically go for the team set now with all the popular issues, you know, whether it's a, a medallion or a gold finest or a 24K or PMG or rubies. My, my thing, first and foremost, as a collector is the team set. But with these finest golds, these tens, it's tough. You know, it, like I said, there's certain guys where you might know 10 people that want the cards. So it becomes a little more difficult if you're not really hardcore into it. I'll tell you what, and I knew this was going to happen. It's all of the gold X Fractors from 05 and 06 that I've had over the years. I've had both Edger and James, 05, 06. I've had Philip Rivers, 06. I don't have them anymore because not primary PCs consolidate to go get into something else but you see these cards i'm seeing your cards you hear the conversations 
Like it's one of those parallels where it's like, should I have, should I have gotten rid of those? Because you just don't know if you're ever going to get them back. And that's what I think makes these cards so fun is just the chase of them. And I think you put the chase, the rarity of these cards along with just how freaking cool they look. And that's what makes a card special. For sure. And and that's my, always my decision-making is getting it back, you know, and how rare is this? Will I ever get this again? And, you know, shameless self plug. I've got a left, Witch 10 2006 finest going tonight on volume accumulation. Cause I made that difficult decision to put it up for option. I was like, you know, with left, Witch, you know, I I've got his, his rookie finest gold extractor auto. And you know, I wanted an auto. I want, Super fractured. It became, you know, do I want to stick with Leftwich on the gold tens? And just like you're saying with Edgar and James, it's got to be one of your top guys. And it's too hard to get the team sets on, you know, guys like then you start working in the rookies that year and it becomes pretty obscure and it gets pretty expensive. And I'm constantly consolidating with that mindset. Do you have any um, fun stories of gold x-fractor pickups that you've had along the way and maybe how any of these cards ended up in your collection you know i'm, I'm looking at this first one right here I, I know i showed you this one a minute ago this is an ernest wilford he, he's actually a jacksonville sheriff's officer right now but <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> but yet it was funny um i subbed through a buddy and we had such an issue with getting these autos sub and he was telling me they contacted him i believe nobody's ever sent in an ernest wilford autograph and it became, I don't know if PSA has to double check through some kind of registry or whatnot. I won this card for $6 last year. This, <laughs> this is a gold extractor five. That's amazing. I mean, it was like 605 or 650, some ridiculous amount. But um, if you look at the design, it really pops with the Jaguar teal. The gold, it, it just contrasts pretty well. There's a lot of white, which brings out the autograph. It's on card. And you know, like I said, it's it's number to five. These are just such a chase. You don't see these at all. I know you were mentioning the rivers. So this is one story. I was like, you know, this is one of those fuck it bids. I I probably <laughs> put 200 and I got it for $6 or what. You know what I mean? One of the mega bids, whatever the hell we call it nowadays. But yeah, it was, it was, that was a great win. I mean, I don't think I've ever, like, you know how we post a car, you get a, a 24K, like you were talking about that Jimmy Smith I just posted. I think I posted this card when I got it like that night and I'm like, it's a fucking $6 card. And this is so <laughs> sexy, you know, <laughs> what the hell search did you have saved to find that thing? You know, I, it's funny. Like sometimes I get notifications, like my searches are full. I, I think a hundred of them are just Fred Taylor, anything, but <laughs> you, you've got to really, I mean, I don't know what I did with finest, but I think it was just, it wasn't Ernest Wilford Gold or something, but just, I don't know how this came up, but this was actually a collector that was getting rid of a lot of these. I don't know if you'd had any conversation with anybody about these. They they had about 30 of them and the gold X-Factor 5s from 2004. So somebody was obviously maybe bailing on going for the set. I mean, it, that would be such a, a Nat Turner kind of set because, I mean, something number to five, that's just ridiculous. But he was out there. There was another Jaguar too, uh, a buddy snagged. It was like Greg Jones, but they were both rookies that year with on-card autos. Yeah, I love stories like that so much. As far these, as these other ones, I, I mean, I, I would just say like the 05s. I, I told you I love these so much. This one I actually got from a Brady collector, and this guy is the number one. Who are you holding up for people? This is a Jimmy Smith 2005 Gold X-Factor 10, and 
I got this from a Brady collector. He's got the number one PSA Brady registry in the world. I mean, this guy's a mega text me. He's like, because everyone has the Brady saved. So he just probably had 05 gold finest 10 and this came up. He texted it to me and I was like, damn, I, I didn't even look at the price. I think it was like $50. But when these come up nowadays, they're just, they just keep jumping and people yes. scarce they are. And I got both of these 05s for, you know, under $100 combined. And it's just, you can't find that out there nowadays. People don't talk about this enough, but isn't it the best when you get, you can buy a freaking incredible card of a player or someone on your team that you absolutely love. So it's like the player, the parallel, and it's like under a hundred bucks. It's the best. Yeah. You can't beat that. And especially when you see the amount of insane dollars that people are blowing on these prospects and rookies. I'm not just talking football. I mean, look at baseball, basketball. It's just insane. The four digits that these guys go for, and you can get a hall of famer fringe hall of famer, like Freddie or Jimmy, you know, Freddie's 17th on the all-time rushing list. Jimmy's like, he was 7th and 11th when he retired. He's like 25th now because it's just more of a passing league since he hung it up. But still, these guys, they're not commons. They're not like minor stars. And you just, anyone that collects Jaguars would want this card. So I I did get the the Freddie from a Freddie buddy. I I didn't get it on eBay. So I I owe him eternally for paying him $25 for this because it would probably be 10 times that now if it comes to probably more. You know, totally. Is there is there anybody on your gold X Fractor wish list or want list now? Like, or are you set? Are you looking I, for anybody? I do not have 2006 Freddy. That has been my chase. I've never seen one. I know one buddy that has one. He just sent it in and he gemmed his. And I'm like, oh God, now if I have to trade something for him, now that just shot up even more, you know. But that that's the only one I've never seen. If you are listening and you know where that card is or you have one in your collection, hit up PK. Before I let you out of here, I want to talk about where you think this parallel sits in this era of cards. And I think it's interesting because Finest has so many different parallels. And so sometimes like they get lost in the shuffle and we don't think about them at the same level as we think about a nineties rubies or a PMG or something like this. But I don't know, maybe, maybe based on the way these cards look and the rarity, maybe it'll end up being that way 10 years, 15, 20 years down the line. But where do you think these cards sit in terms of just overall parallels of this era? I don't know. Essentially when you look at 2005 and 2006, just being in the middle of the decade, so there are a few years after PMGs, Rubies, Credentials, all that stuff died out. Some of those things like Bowman Chrome had the 2004, for instance, had the blue one ones. There are some players that have never popped up. They went with the red fives, but people just want gold and gold X fractors. These just, I don't think it, the, the craze is going to die, but there's so many different variations of other companies. But I think of Bowman Chrome because I know they do have the the orange 25s and the red fives, and they just don't seem to pop even when they do pop up. But when these, everyone shares these, everyone guns for these. And I just think that's going to hold over time. I mean, people are pumped when they land one. I, I just really think that's going to, you know, kind of be a long-term thing with them. If you have them in your collection, please share them. We can't wait to see them on Instagram. Absolutely. PK32 Sports Cards. Follow him. 
especially if you're looking for some Jags cards because he has one hell of a collection. Dude, this was a blast. We'll have to do it again. Thank you so much. For sure. Thanks, Brent. I appreciate all you do, brother. Man, PK is full of passion. Even though he's a Jags fan, we'll let that slide. I loved catching up with him, talking about the gold X-Fractor. Go check out his page, PK32 Sports Cards. We'll be back on the other side. More parallels and parallels and parallels and parallels only on the Stacking Slaps podcast. Peace.